for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics. Welcome to episode 485 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week is the return of Nathan Luth, comic artist and illustrator extraordinaire. He's got a Kickstarter going for Impure Blood Volumes 1 to 3. The good news is he's already met his goal and is into stretch goals. And that's something we talk about as to how the third volume is coming and what the rest of the series will look like when it comes together. If you get a chance to read his Kickstarter page, I highly recommend it. There's some great little jokes in there that we talk about. And he discusses what the future is going to be for Impure Blood, something I'm sure you won't want to miss. There's a lot to get to in this episode. So let's get on with the show. Impure Blood is the tale of a mysterious young lady named Dara who frees a half-human gladiator named Roan because she believes he can lead her to the last full-blooded member of his ancient mystical race. But now she has disappeared in a fit of uncontrolled rage. Can she learn to rein in her power before it burns her from the inside out? Meanwhile, Roan, the aristocratic Caspian, and Mac the Mechanic attempt to locate Dara from across the continent while the roguish Elnor takes a detour to check in with her boss and serve a side of blackmail to an all-too-deserving target. All roads lead to Elendor, a city-state plagued by years of bigotry and intolerance of the ancient blood, where rebellion threats spill into the streets at any moment. It's great to welcome back to the podcast Nathan Luth, one of the big creators behind a terrific series called Impure Blood. Started out as Indian. I guess it's still an indie, isn't it, Nathan? Yeah, that's right. It's uh, just me plugging away at this thing. It's, uh, oh. I, I'm, I'm thrilled about uh, the success and the response that we've been having on Kickstarter. Yeah, talk about that. What's been going on? Uh, this one has been bananas. Uh, the, la- the last Kickstarter I ran was in... Uh, Late 2020, uh, and just so happened to, uh, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even look at it, but it overlapped with the uh, 2020 presidential elections. And, uh, oh boy, it was, uh, I, I felt like I was fighting for every inch of that one. Uh, uh, understandably, people's attentions were elsewhere. But uh, so going into this one, I kind of ha- had no idea what to expect. Like, oh, man, is it going to be more like the first one where it was just kind of a breeze? Is it going to be more like the second one where it's pulling teeth? But uh, it's been, this one has been bananas. Uh, we, as of this recording, we're at 131% funded. Uh, got a, uh, I think by the time you're releasing this, it's got like uh, just a few more, it's going to have just a few more days going on it. And uh, yeah, we've uh, attracted the attention of 204 backers and growing. So yeah, this is a, this has been, uh, this has restored my faith in the process quite a bit. Well, good. That's good. Cause uh, let's, let's give the specifics. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a, it concludes on Wednesday, May 12th at 11 PM Eastern daylight time. You got and, it. And your pledge goal was $8,500 and you have, like you said, you've shot past that. How long did it take to to fund? Five days, which which for me is a new personal best. Uh, I, someday I'm going to be one of these projects that backs within like the first 
24 hours or 12 hours or something like this. But uh, when I saw when, when it started to look like it was going to fund w- within the first week, uh, possibly even the first couple of days, I was just thrilled and ecstatic. That's great because, uh, you know, I, I of course, I pledged on there, too. I, I want another hardcover of those. I got the first two yeah. hardcovers. This is, this is for one through three. And, of course, I'm after the third one. That's the one I don't have yet. Oh, oh and I have to give you a very special thanks. I don't know if uh, you uh, – I'm allowed to cut up call out favorites on your podcast and anything like that, but you, sir, were the very first backer in this campaign. So I, uh, I truly appreciate it. Good for me. Good for me. I always, <laughs> I always try to do that, but I never quite make it. I'm always, by the time I get in there and figure out what I want to do, I, I get back there and there's been three people ahead of me there much faster nah, than I am. Now nah, you're well, on it. You, you, you're on it this time. Good for me. Good for me. I'm so happy about that. I, I try. Like I said, I try. I never make it. So I'm happy to do. Well, that's can't good. That, can't say that anymore. So. Uh, all right. Good for me. Good for me. I'm, I'm so happy because honestly, I, I really try to support quality stuff. That's mm-hmm. my big thing is really good material. I want to make sure people know about and can get things done the way that they and access it. And I really think that the, the, as I've looked at the two uh, volumes, the first two, they are beautifully done. I have to say, I, uh, you know, I love hardcovers for stories I particularly really want to keep. And that's the case with the, these guys. I mean, I'm already thinking, man, when four comes out, the moment that's out, I'm going to be after it because <laughs> I really liked the, the stories are really a, a very special and great story. Uh, just, uh, shucks. Yeah. It's good that you appreciate that. Uh, I I had been doing print-on-demand services for the longest time, and the print quality was, let's call it passable. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, well, I don't say bad, but it, it it was it was serviceable, perfectly serviceable. And I knew that if I was going to do a Kickstarter, I wanted to really up the quality, do go all out, uh, do the hardcover with the nice UV spotting and all that good stuff, and uh, and update some of the covers because you know as an artist you you grow you change you, you do things a little bit better every, mm-hmm. every day every year so uh I, w- I wanted to uh update the cover art i wanted to give it a really good uh uh hard case binding and yeah just really really make it worthy of the occasion you know and the good news is the word blood is pronounced is spelled right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah. joke you realize when yeah. i was looking i think it was the first one I yep. looked at it and there was there was one oh too many in blood and I was literally going I had to say uh I hate to tell you this but I think mm-hmm. blood is misspelled and you went gasp saved my bacon on that one because <laughs> it's funny you look at stuff and you know you can't help it the yeah. the after you looked at it long enough you finally it, it it's there and you just sort of say, okay, that's supposed to be blood and that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I hadn't seen it before. This is why you have people with a, what I call a cold eye look at it. Cause yes. I looked at it and I was like, I was horrified. I thought I can't let those get printed like that specifically. Cause I don't want one. That looks like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. a, l- a little bit altruistic, a little bit selfish. Those are <laughs> the best things in life. Just a little But I, I had to say, I said, my gosh, man, you need to take a look at that. And I, within yeah. 24 hours, um, the yeah, Kickstarter, off my book. That, well, <laughs> they, they, you had updated it and put the, the better picture up there yes. within 24 hours. So oh yeah. Yeah. That, good stuff. That's why I always tell people I can't turn off the proofreading thing mm-hmm. I, I look at the television and all of a sudden they go oh rats they oh, spelled man. refrigerator wrong and oh, my wow. friends all look at me like what 
<laughs> I can't turn it off, so it's a bad it, it's a bad thing sometimes. But in this case, it was a good thing, so I was really glad mm-hmm. for that. So, uh, volume three. Now, let me read the description as it is on there because you're you're pushing the for all three volumes. This is the first three installments of the mm-hmm. epic steam fantasy. That's an interesting way to describe it. Graphic novel series, and like you said, printed in a deluxe special edition hardcover, which I love. Believe me, I have them. I have the space right on my shelf where the, all four of them are going to go where I'm going to keep them because they're really beautiful. Uh, we have talked before about one of the things that's really interesting and creative about them is the fact that this is what they call landscape instead of what they call um, what's the other direction? Uh, portrait. Portrait, that's right. It's not portrait, it's landscape, which is, you know, most books are, are taller than they are wide and for people who don't know, but this book is wider than it is tall. And that makes it an interesting reading experience for me. I, I really enjoy diving into it and turning the pages and getting the that longer view that you get on it. I just, and you told me once why you did it that way. Can you say that again? Sure. Uh, initially, we in Pure Blood was a submission to Zuda. Um, for those of you who were around way back in the far-flung early 2000s, you may remember Zuda as DC's uh, web comic talent search. So if you had a comic, they'd you know provide they'd do all the printing, the web hosting, the uh, basically all the administrative work if you. Uh, it, for your comic if you you know uh won the talent contest essentially and uh horizontal was the format that they wanted uh because at the time everybody was reading their web comics on uh the desktop computer and little did anybody realize that in another 10 15 years people everybody would be reading their web comics on their phones and ipads but that's another issue at any rate um let's see we we didn't win, obviously, but uh, we wanted to keep rolling forward with it. And I spent about a week going, hmm, do I want to redraw this in a horizontal style or, or in, a, in a vertical format or a portrait format? Just so, you know, it might be a little bit easier to print and find printers for it. And uh, so I, I wrestled with that. I spent some time chopping up the panels and trying to put them back together. And uh, i and eventually, I was just like, "Eh, screw it. Let's just let's just carry forward with it." You know, uh, but, um, and it's a decision that I have questioned a few times since then. But uh, I, overall, I, I I like it. I think it's uh, gives it a unique aspect uh, and a unique reading experience. So. Mm-hmm. It's uh, presented some unique challenges, not only in creating the pages and the compositions and, and you know, where you have a little bit more uh, real estate on the sides and on the top. But, you know, all in all, like I said, I think it, it, it's uh, I'm super proud of it. It's the entire series is 400 pages long. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I kind of got used to it after a while. And, yeah, uh, look, looking back, uh I cannot honestly say that I would do it differently. Because, hmm. you know, I don't know if you've ever read Mouse Guard by David Peterson. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. He has that same – well, it's not It's not exactly the same format that, that you did. It's it, – the dimensions are not exactly in a comic style, even though it is more landscape. But the thing about it is, is that 
I books like that kind of stand out to me. It gives me a different visual experience. And so I like with yours, that's one of the things I looked at. And I went, Oh, I said, this is going to be fun to read because it's not your standard comic format. And so I just, you know, I, as you well know, I, I think I bought the first up in Chicago, I think is where I, I came across yeah, you guys the first C2E2, time. C2E2, I want to say. Yeah, that's where I think I come across you guys. And I just went, wow, this is really interesting. And ever since then, I have really loved it. I have just, you know, I have been a huge fan of what you guys have done and what you put together. It's just, just fantastic. Which makes me think we ought to, at this point, in case somebody hasn't listened to uh, me talking with you before, what is impure blood about? <laughs> I'll say, yeah. Oh, oh, we should, should actually say what the story is about. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, impure blood, as you mentioned, is a steam fantasy epic. It's about a mysterious young lady who frees a half human gladiator because she believes he holds the key to tracking down the last full blooded member of his ancient mystical race. Uh, they're joined by a band of misfits, uh, and are hot on the trail until they realize that there is an army, a mysterious army of monsters uh, that seems to be out there with the same purpose, that to have the same purpose. Um, mm -hmm. So in this, the third book, uh, uh, they're kind it's kind of a homecoming that nobody wants. So mm -hmm. they're going back to uh, Dara uh, the, mysteri uh, the mysterious young lady, they're going back to her hometown and they're kind of finding out why she left and uh, there's a revolution brewing and uh, there's a whole bunch of anti-ancient sentiment going on. So, uh, so there's a, they're kind of finding themselves in a giant mess once again. Uh, I, I, there is a line in there... Uh, I don't remember if we actually put it in there or not, but uh, I, there was some joke about, can't we go to a city without having to fight our way out? <laughs> and uh, I'm afraid, s minor spoilers, I'm afraid this is going to be no exception. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful story. And of course, you and I have talked several times before about the strong female leads that I really oh, yeah. like. And uh, I, I, if you want to hear more about that, go back to a previous time when I've talked to Nathan, because we have discussed that. But again, I will say, if you like strong female leads, and I do, uh, mm -hmm. this book is going to really appeal to you. That She is just, I mean, it's Dora's name, right? Mm-hmm. And she is a great character. I just, I love it. Uh, what the things she says and does are just tremendous. I, I am always, in fact, she's the main character on the cover of the third. Well, oh, yeah. um, it's right there. So yeah. I, I love that. And, so, and uh, interestingly, uh, Roan was uh, originally supposed to be the kind of the focus, the, uh, the, the, the main character of the thing when we first started out, but we just got such a response from Dara. And it, well, I should say it was originally supposed to be a kind of a duo, like uh, a, kind of about his experience and her experience. Uh, but then people responded so much more strongly to Dara. It was kind of a no-brainer to kind of push her story to the forefront and uh, uh, push him back a little bit more. And let me say one more thing that I always like to say about this book. It ends well. Oh, thank uh, you. You know, the, the, I read so many miniseries that I, I literally get to the end and I go, oh, that's the end. No. That's not the case with this one. This one is yeah. a really great ending. And there's still the possibility of more the way that you've set it up, but it ends 
very well, which to me was a great experience. I, I always love it when a story ends nicely and and the characters and we get to find out things that we'd like to know about them and all that kind of good stuff all happens. It's just a great story in that respect. And I have to tell you something. Mm. I, I I don't get that very often. <laughs> Sorry to say. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, like the ending was always the most important part to us. Uh, yeah. If you don't have, if you don't have the good ending, if you don't have the, the satisfying ending, it's kind of like, it's kind of like getting on the roller coaster and you have the big excitement of getting on the roller coaster and then you go down that first hill and then the rest is just kind of, then you just kind of coast to a stop. And, and that's, that's not how you do it. That's not what the experience that you want out of your entertainments. No, I'm so glad you, you understand that. Cause I, I someone needs to tell Marvel how to do that as far <laughs> as I'm convinced because they yeah. don't, well, Anyway, we won't get on to on, on <laughs> them as, as, as tempting as it is. Now, mm-hmm. there's a couple of things that are interesting with this particular Kickstarter. You have a what you call the daily drawing drawing. <laughs> if you pledge that day, I guess you get a chance to have a bonus black and white sketch added to your reward. And I was noticing on Facebook, one of them that you had done was Goliath from uh, – um, gargoyles from disney oh yes which was a gorgeous drawing I, what other ones have you done do you remember oh let's see uh on the vein of steampunk i did uh, agatha hederdine from girl genius which was great I, I, I was hoping uh phil and kaya folio would you know get, get uh get a like from them or something like that but i haven't seen it so far and that's fine you know no, uh, no shade on them mm-hmm. uh let's see um i am so behind on my anime um levi ackerman from uh, attack on titan was another one yeah. um i have gotten a request for dara uh let's see and uh or, oh uh urbosa character from legend of zelda breath of the wild which uh, i have also is on my i need to check this out someday because uh like the whole open world zelda concept is freaking amazing and was one of and ocarina of time was one of the big games that i played when i was a kid so um, i've fallen behind on quite a bit but uh but I always having kids kids will do that well well they always say that when you're busy creating you can't read or or watch the things that you used to be able to yeah you're too busy making <laughs> yes <laughs> now in the drawing that's on the on the uh, there is that that's hermione on the right there, there's dara in the middle oh. and mm-hmm. is that, that's hermione right yeah oh yeah in the uh in the in the advertisement image yes uh yeah. it's hermione and then uh during the first uh kickstarter uh uh dang it uh Oh, The Witcher. There we go. Thank you. Okay. Totally, totally spaced on. Uh, during the first uh, Kickstarter, The Witcher was uh, all the rage and the big hotness at the moment. So uh, uh, got Geralt of Rivia on there as well. Okay, great. Great. I was wondering who that was. I'm not as up on The Witcher as I probably should be, but I, I just think that is such a cool thing to do. And I, like I said, that Goliath one really, I love that because that's another animated series that should come back in my humble opinion. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, it was like, everybody's all like, Oh, favorite series from the nineties. Everybody's all like, uh, X-Men or Batman, the animated series, which don't get me wrong. Those were great. But for me, it was gargoyles all the way. Mm. Uh, and, 
and I, I just freaking love Goliath to death. He is one of the, my favorite animated characters of all time. And, uh, and also in, in retrospect that obviously this was not what appealed to me about him as a kid, mm-hmm. but, uh, looking back, it's kind of like, you know, he's actually a really great example of positive masculinity. He's, uh, you know, like the biggest, baddest bruiser on the team. He can outfight anyone. He's got Hulk like strength, but at the same time, uh, he, uh, cares deeply about his family and, and the people under his protection. He, uh, is kind and compassionate, uh, and sensitive. Uh, he, he freaking reads Shakespeare and, <laughs> and, and he likes, uh, and he clearly likes uh, strong, smart women. So, uh, uh, yeah, like this, like we need so many more characters like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I am of course str- proud to, uh, help create strong female protagonists. I, I think I also need to start uh, throwing in uh, more positive male role models as well. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. Cause he is a wonderful character. I love the guy who did the voice. Uh, oh yeah. Voice and that fantastic. voice. Oh, that voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deep and resound, but you're right. He's yeah. wise too. That's the, mm. the, usually great big hulking guys like that are, are punch first and think about it later. He's oh, yeah. not, he's, he's very much of a, of a, mm. of a, let's talk this over. Think about this before I start smashing things. So, right. Right. He still uses uh, violence as a last resort, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, even though he's like built like a monster, but yeah, he's, I, I, I could gush about Goliath for the entire show, quite frankly, but yeah. <laughs> you and me both. Cause I really, that, that show, I, I, I don't understand why they don't make another one, to be honest. I, I have such mixed feelings about that. Cause like on the one hand, uh, it's kind of like the show is so good. Like uh, of itself and i keep hearing rumblings about uh a, like a live action uh movie or something and i'm kind of like uh, I, I mean it sounds like a great idea but mm-hmm. could they really do it justice i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it was like did you ever you, I, the hunchback of notre dame was my favorite animated oh yeah oh there you go yeah and then they came out with a second one and the second <laughs> yeah. one was everything i was afraid the first one was <laughs> oh i remember yeah. watching sitting there watching and going uh uh oh why right. did they do this oh first one was right. just as profound almost adult mm-hmm. in in the subject matter oh lord yeah mm-hmm. and i just i was just when it was over with i, I remember sitting in the theater going wow i can't right. believe that was disney and that's the soundtrack like that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I loved it. Oh, gosh. Oh, in fact, yeah. I downloaded some Disney music and I took all the Hunchback of Notre Dame music that they had because yes. I have to have all that because I like that music. That was great. It stuff. is epic. So, anyway, huh, we got, we, we got <laughs> to spend time on this, but, but it's, it's just, if you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend you go mm-hmm. and see it because it is one of those shows that if you haven't watched it, uh, yeah, you have a treat waiting for you. Let's just oh yeah, and and um, I believe it's on the Disney Plus. So hopefully, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything that Disney made is on Disney yeah. Plus. So right, a good chance right. about that. So anyway, that that was a great drawing and stuff like that. Is there anybody that somebody has not requested that you kind of wish would? Um, that's a trickier one. Uh, I really enjoy part of the reason that I keep doing this is because it gives me a bit of an insight into what 
people who are reading my stuff, like, what else do they like? You know, what else is kind of on their radar? Uh, what else is appealing to them? And because, because it, it kind of gives me an insight in not only into them, but what I'm doing that appeals to them. So, uh, so I really, uh, so, so sometimes people will give me the, oh yeah, draw whoever you want to draw kind of thing. And uh, I, I, I find that a little bit disappointing. Uh, not gonna lie, just because uh, I, I I want to find out. It's kind of like my way of reaching out. I kind of want to find out about them and what they're interested in and what they want to do. So when that happens, I just kind of roll the dice and you know try to and then try to look for something that's maybe a little against type. Um, uh, Goliath was definitely not. Goliath is totally in my wheelhouse, but. Uh, but I mean things like that you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily think of being drawn in my style. Mm-hmm. So like uh, Sandman or Hellboy, a little bit more of the horror inspired things. I, mm-hmm. I might gravitate towards a little bit next. The next time somebody gives me uh, carte blanche. Um, in the past, I've also drawn. Uh, I, I, I've gotten personal requests like, "Can you draw my girlfriend?" or "Can you draw?" Uh, David Tennant as the doctor, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, which, uh, which I, I, I do enjoy that a little bit because it gives me a chance to, uh, uh, flex, my, flex my caricature muscles, uh, a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I, I'm a, I'm an occasional caricaturist. So, uh, you know, I'm <clears throat> pretty good at a likeness if I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, so, uh, being, having a chance to do those is fun as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we'll we'll see what people do. I, I I'm going to make sure I on Facebook I, I check and see which ones you're doing because they are fun to look at. Lots of mm-hmm. stuff. Now, now other things that you've got going. You had when you hit the ten thousand, it was a catch up tears ship first. Read them while right. we print volume three. So one and two, I guess. While while three is being made, you're going to ship out to people who request one and two, one and two, so they can read it. That that's a smart idea. Yeah, that was uh, that. That one just kind of occurred to me as I was uh, uh, looking at my garage, and I, I still have uh, I still have a couple still have a couple pallets of books left over from the last two Kickstarters, and it was just like, hmm, you know, I have these now. It seems a little bit silly to wait until uh, volume three, you know, until I actually get the books because I had such a uh, had such an adventure waiting for volume two to get in um, mm-hmm. that uh, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to give some people something while they wait. So uh, I, I thought that would be especially good for the people who are new to the series and uh, uh, need to catch up a little bit. That's a good idea. That's very smart. Now the, the goal as we're talking that we're heading for is 11,500. And the physical backers all get a Kickstarter exclusive book plate. That's uh, right. That you've designed it. Are you going to handwrite the name on it? How's that going to? I am. I'm going to handwrite the name of every physical backer in the, uh, on one of these little stickers. Oh, uh, am I am I a glutton for punishment? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but, but. I thought it'd be fun. I thought it would be, uh, uh, again, a nice little extra bonus. And that is a Kickstarter exclusive, something only for the people who uh, back the Kickstarters. I am sure as heck not doing that for every other book. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now you're doing something else. If when we and I say when, let's let's say when we get to thirteen thousand, you have mm-hmm. a pin, a pin yeah. that you're you're giving to people. It looks like a hat. Uh, uh, yes, uh, the little top hat. Because what is more steampunk? Uh, the <laughs> primary pin that's currently available with the uh, uh, as a reward tier is the a a pocket watch. That's it's actually a bit of a plot device in the story. Uh, the watch uh, can send and receive messages from somebody. <laughs> not going to spoil who, because uh, that's a bit of a reveal. But uh, so there's a pocket watch and that pin, and then the uh, and then I was going to like, okay, what's what's the next most steampunk thing that I could possibly throw in there? And it was kind of a toss up between goggles and a top hat. So I went with the top hat. Yeah, that's a good one. I've seen steampunk people do that. That's a, a pretty smart thing to people yeah. do. People like that, especially because steampunk people like to wear pins. Yes, and and this is a, this is I must admit to my own limitations here. Uh, the pins were something that I had never really thought of. Like I am, I, I personally am not a pin guy, and, and but. Uh, so it just didn't occur to me that that was something that other people would want until enough people were like, dude, make a pin. And I'm like, I shouldn't, maybe I should make a pin. So (laughs) this is how I operate sometimes. Sometimes I need to be smacked in the head and told to do things. It's it's funny how, how, if if you listen, because when I was at college, there was an interesting thing. They had put some sidewalks down, but then Mm -hmm. they didn't put sidewalks in all the places they could. And they said, well, let's let the students tell us where the sidewalks should go. (laughs) And there were these uh, places that you could see where the students were tromping down the grass. (laughs) And before long, there were sidewalks there. And I thought, well, yeah, yeah, that was, well, there was a people, instead of going, there were two buildings next to each other. And instead of going up the sidewalk and then going up, they would cut across the grass to get to the sidewalk. And that's where the, one of the places they put a sidewalk was, so people could walk and you know, take that that path and do it instead of uh, I, first i was worried about the grass getting killed but then yeah. they said oh that's fine well we well they're telling us where they want a sidewalk so we'll, we'll put one there and they did so oh, that's sometimes smart, people, actually yeah people yeah. do tell you sometimes what they're really looking for if you're yeah, careful gotta, with gotta listen to human nature yeah yep yeah, now, let's see. There's a couple of other interesting stretch goals, too. Mm-hmm. There's expedited fulfillment at 14,500. Books will ship directly yes. from the printer. That's, that's, I haven't heard that before. That's new. Yes. I kind of discovered this on a whim. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I think I heard about this on someone else's podcast. But yeah, I, someone was talking about how. Uh, their printer they, was willing to ship books, uh, not just do the uh, fulfill the printing, but they would also ship them from their facility at a very nominal rate. So I looked into it and was like, hey, my printer can do that too. So, cool. yes. Uh, so not only if we hit clear 14,500, not only will we be able to uh, ship, will I, will I be able to get people their book their volume three a little bit faster but also of course uh volume one and two as we previously talked about yeah super cool now sixteen thousand five hundred. all backers <laughs> all backers will receive art of impure blood digital booklet which this is, is pretty cool com- 
Yeah, this is something I've been kind of threatening to do for a while. Like it's it's been a stretch goal on every Kickstarter thus far, and I haven't quite cleared the threshold for it. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep dangling it out there, or mm-hmm. and then possibly have it be possibly have it be part of uh, you know part part of a future Kickstarter uh, or a, a more f- feature part of a future Kickstarter. Okay. And then, yeah. of course, we'll get to the $20,000, <laughs> which made me laugh when I saw it. it it's it, the, the, the stretch goal is you get, you hit $20,000, you quit work and make comics full time, which I'd I like know. to see, frankly. But, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Good. Good. I, I, I would hate to have it happen if like we get to that and then people are like, oh, Oh God, he's going to start making comics full time. But I'm going, to, I'm going to withdraw my pledge here. I, get her, her. I like some comics from this guy, but not too many. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, cur- currently it's it's a bit of a misnomer because, uh, admittedly, I currently am a freelance illustrator, and that's how I, I, I make some monies and stuff like that. But uh, if I, that's kind of the goal that I have set for myself. Um, uh, that if I hit that point, I'm going to, uh, issue, uh, the, the work for hire projects and, uh, and give priority to the indie comics production that, uh, I love so much and which will, of course, in turn, let me create more content for, uh, all the backers and supporters. That'd be great. Now, and, and, and any- what were you going to say? Uh, I'm sorry. And more, uh, more content and more content more quickly. Okay. That'd be great. Now, an itty-bitty text underneath <laughs> stretch goals is another apparent little stretch goal that you probably don't want people to notice too well. <laughs> it says, if we get to 25000 I'll give everyone a piggyback ride. Uh, that's that's going to be tough from uh, where you're living to get everybody a piggyback ride. That's it. I'm, uh, I, I have to admit, I... Uh, I've been doing squats, Wayne. I'm ready. Uh, I've been uh, I've been hitting the gym. Uh, I'm uh, I, I'm ready. So I'm uh, if we get to that point, I'm standing by it. You might okay. have to come find me at a con, but uh, that offer is good. You can take that one to the bank. Okay, that'll you be good. Then you can take a piggyback ride to the bank. We, well, we, you can charge people to watch you do those kind of things. Oh, there you go. There. I figured at the very least it'll make for some great uh, face, uh, social media posts. Well, you brought up a subject that I was going to broach with you. Have you thought about conventions that you want to take? Uh, you want to take in this year, or how, what's your uh, feeling about cons this year? Oh man, I, I'm raring to go. And from an introvert like myself, this is uh, saying something I am, uh, I, I'm half vaxxed. Uh, my next vaccine is coming up on Monday. So yeah. So in one week, uh, Kickstarter is closing out and I'm getting my second vaccine. Um, and so I'm, I'm ready and raring to go. I want them to, I want them very much to happen. I, totally respect and understand why some venues are still kind of going yeah maybe not so much because uh um yeah so uh i uh i get i i want to get it back out there i'm i'm ready to go i wish that everybody would 
get i wish that everybody would get their shots so that we can uh, open them things back up again and uh get things back to as close to normal as they ever get i'd like but, that i'm also i've been double vaccinated thankfully i got the uh, pfizer down here in florida congrats, yes yeah i, I, mean, I too am team boner pills so there you go <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I didn't tell the lady that gave me that. My, I, I didn't tell her that, but that was, see, what was really interesting is, is I don't the one where they down here where they do it, you drive through in a car, and oh. you sit you sit in the car for a long time until you finally get up to where the nurse is, and then of course I'm in the the rider's seat, and I'm getting a. I got a shot in my right arm, and of course, I had to do it both times. And the, mm-hmm. the, my reaction to this stuff was, I had a very sore right arm for two days afterwards. All right, really sore. All right, all right. So, that, but that that wasn't bad. I mean, I know other people who have been flat in their back for like a week afterwards and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I am a little worried about that. Uh, uh, I, I've had some other friends who have gotten it, and then. You have like a 24 hour flu kind of experience and, and then we're fine afterwards. Um, I, I'm a little worried about that cause I got two, uh, small daughters to chase around, uh, while also, uh, uh, well, I'll be recovering from that. So I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping for mild symptoms. I got my okay. fingers crossed. Now you don't get shot in the arm where you do the drawing with, do you? No, uh, no, I've, uh, I, I always get my shots in my left. Good. That's smart. Cause I was, I know too many people have said, Oh my gosh, I was stupid. I got it in my drawing arm. And I was like, Oh <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. Cause that's a big mistake. Now, one of the other bits of information on the Kickstarter, which is always a wealth of information to read the next Kickstarter. Uh, we're already thinking about that because believe me, I want, as I said, I want volume four. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. The timeline is such, and there's several other ones, you know, books coming mm-hmm. and stuff, all that stuff. But the, mm-hmm. it looks like September is when you're mm-hmm. talking about uh, launching the Kickstarter for volume four. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, the- that's what I'm shoot. That's what I'm shooting for. That's a pretty comfortable timeline uh, for turning stuff around. Usually, uh, or at least that's what I've come to expect. It, or that's what I've been planning around uh, with all my other uh, projects, uh, my freelance projects in particular. Uh, I'll. Uh, Again, if I can, if I am able to financially make this my main source of income, uh, Kickstarter and crowdfunding and Patreon, uh, then I can launch more often. That is the idea is to launch more often and create more stuff more often. But I do have a bit of a plot twist for you. I am launching another project in June. Planning on. Uh, yes, uh, Children of the State uh, is going to be the title of it, of it, and it's a project that I've uh, been developing with uh, Andrew Gilda. Uh, we we kind of met online, and he shot his concept at me, and I kind of loved it. And so, yeah, we are going to actually be collaborating on that cool. in the very near future. Okay, uh, how are we going to find out about that stuff? Uh, are you going to do a Kickstarter, you said? Yep, going to do a Kickstarter for it, going to be blasting it all over the social media. I'm sure I'll be uh, harassing you about it as well because (laughs) you're kind of – I was listening to your podcast a couple weeks ago when you had Frank Martin on and he said, uh, yeah, I got to call Wayne. He's uh, going to get on his podcast for the Kickstarter. He's kind of our good luck charm. And I was like, yep, 100%. Uh, I'll sign off on that. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I try really hard to, as I said, promote quality stuff. And you guys' stuff is, is always easy to to support. So, uh, as I said, I also, I, I've pledged as well you know, to get the hardcover book. So, it's, I, I try to put my money where my mouth is. You know, I don't want to just necessarily say, oh, it's a great book and then never support it. But uh, especially with this one, I want to get in there and make sure I get the, the good stuff with it. So, that, that's already in there. So, it's all, wow, something new. That'll be fun to see. I, that's, that, you know, the, talking with you was always fun because you always kind of guess where I'm going to go next somehow. I was going to ask what projects are you working on besides this, and you've already beat me to it. Um, oh, that, oh, oh, I got more in that. <laughs> I got more oh, in that category as well. What if you want. Uh, Tell us. So let's see. Uh, June launching Children of the State. Uh, September uh is as you mentioned impure blood volume four in and amongst there i will also be working on my short story entry to the latest uh anthology cthulhu is hard to spell uh, <laughs> by russell nolte that's going to look for that uh first quarter of 2022 and then uh also first quarter of 2022 i'm planning on launching uh a new independent title uh uh, written and drawn by myself about a paladin who is wandering a post-apocalyptic urban fantasy setting and battling demons both inside and out to kind of try to stop, halt the uh, apocalypse in progress that she maybe might have helped start. Mm. Mm. So lots of interesting stuff coming along. Of course, you got two children to take care of in the middle of that. So that's... Uh... You got to so, kind of you know, balance. It's a balancing pressure. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, quite the balancing act. Always get a kick out of the fact that creators have children, and I always say you couldn't just create on the board. You got to create in other aspects of your life too. So I know, of, right? Can't, can't can't stop myself. <laughs> well, if people want to keep up with the good stuff like I do, and and uh, follow you on social media to do that, how do they do that? Uh, I am at Nathan Luth Illustration. Uh, that's N A T H A N L U E T H Illustration uh, on like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, but if you really want to keep up with all my stuff, uh, go to www.nathanluthillustration.com and sign up for my mailing list. And then you'll get all of the things and even a bundle of free comics. Yeah, I, I, that was one of the things I, I meant that, but you already smashed through the 50% fund on day one. Uh, your Kickstarter mm-hmm. page says, because you were giving, let's see, oh, some of my favorites, Heirs of a Sildur. Uh, I, oh, yes. I know those folks really well. Uh, very good. And I've seen some of the others, yeah. uh, Nomadic Cases, Robin mm-hmm. with a Y, uh, mm-hmm. all those other ones there. Are, are people like me going to get those too? Oh, you you bet. Uh, uh, and, and that's kind of how you get the uh, lowdown on some of those bonus uh, bundles that I give away is uh, uh, being on the mailing list. You get the inside scoop. I like this. It says Steam Fantasy Bundle, but again, in small type underneath, it says, but not a steamy fantasy bundle. It's not that kind of Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope people are reading the small type because... <laughs> 
sometimes that's the funniest parts of the whole thing. I, I read the little bitty type underneath it and I start to laugh and I say, okay, I wish that was actually kind of bigger because <laughs> I think more people <laughs> would read it. But uh, it's very funny. You have a great sense of humor when you're doing these things. And the, the great news, some people take this stuff so seriously and I look at their Kickstarter page and it's all, <gasps> please support me. Oh, please. Oh, please. Yeah. But when people do like your stuff and you have some fun with it, I think it's a lot easier to support oh. quality stuff like that. Well, I think that's the best piece of Kickstarter advice that I ever, I don't, I honestly don't remember if I heard this somewhere or if I made it up in my head or cobbled it together. But the best, the best piece of Kickstarter advice I ever got was, or, or made up possibly was make it a party. Like Kickstarter is the venue. You're in charge of bringing the guest list, make it a party, make it entertaining and have fun with it. And that is, that, that's kind of my guiding star. Mm-hmm. And I think evidence of that is something that I think we need to make sure we mention is that uh, impure bloods volume one to three has been selected as a product, a project we love. Uh, and that for Kickstarter and they do that and they pick out certain ones, you know, and it's always a good thing because they highlight that too. Uh, it's, it says there, it's our way of highlighting brilliant examples of creativity. And I, I agree with that. I think that's a great, uh, I think that uh, your book, Impure Blood, from the first moment I saw it, I fell in love with it. And I'm glad that Kickstarter recognized it. Is this the first time you've been a project that they love? Uh, I think we got the tag on the last one as well. Okay, good. But, um, but yeah, no, I, 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 again, I've been kind of another thing that I was kind of flabbergasted at. I was expecting that to take, uh, like, I don't know. I, I was expecting to get that maybe my, like my fifth or Kickstarter or something like that. Not my, not my second or third. Good. Well, you know, congratulations. Cause you know, uh, whenever I see that, that's a good sign. Cause that means Kickstarter is paying attention. And yeah. that's a good thing, you know, when they're paying attention to your books and stuff like that. Because uh, it's just. Who I am. Yeah, well, that's good. That's a good thing. Because, you know, Kickstarter, I, I don't know if people knew this, but when the pandemic first hit, they were going around desperately trying to get people to put up projects because people were yeah. not going to stores and stuff like that or conventions and they had money to spend. So they were saying, hey, spend it with us. And a lot of people started doing Kickstarters, and I didn't know that. I was surprised to hear that because I thought people were going to say, oh, man, hold your money, you you know, the pandemic and stuff. But they were out desperately trying to get that. So you were probably at a good time there. You were in, what, October, right? Uh, yeah, the first one launched in February 2020, like, and got just, out and ended just before everything wow. went to heck. Uh, <laughs> then the last, then the second... Volume two uh, launched in October and ended November, and like I said, overlapped with the presidential election, mm-hmm. and uh, and then this one, yeah, is uh, kind of uh, launch, launching uh, as the world tentatively starts to open up again. So, the, just thinking about about it in that context is kind of been like, whoa. Uh, it, it's it's been said more than a few times. Yeah, this uh, last year has felt like five, and I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, I've, last, a year ago in February it feels like it was you're right five years ago to me. It's been a long, arduous, self-contained year. Yeah, I want so badly. I mean, if I have to wear masks and stuff, I'm all good with that. I just want to yeah. get out and start to be able to interact and start to go around and like I did with at C two E to find your book. And right. go out and look and find some more good books out there because I know there's really great stuff out there, yeah, just like yours. 
Yeah, that's why I was. Oh, I'm really hoping cons open up again because I, I, I was just starting to feel like I was getting the hang of how to do cons right, uh, oh. and before everything shut down. Crud, because you know yeah. the, in New York is is going to go live this year. I hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, I, I don't know if there's a con that uh, where it's like so goes New York, so goes the rest of the cons, but in pretty sure it's probably going to just vary from state to state and what kind of regulations that they're having up at any given time. Well, here down here in Florida, we've had several, uh, like one or two day cons have been popping up recently, quite a lot. And there was two, I think the last weekend that I knew of the weekend before there was one, there's several others coming mm-hmm. along and they're, these are live ones. Uh, at New York, they say they're going to limit the number of tickets. Right. That's what right. they're going to do. And that's one of the ways to go. But I think MegaCon is coming. AwesomeCon in Washington, D.C. is going to do uh, something. Yeah. So, I think Emerald City has uh, been pushed yeah. back later in the year. And I, uh, I'd love to go to that one again. That is a great con. They, my very yeah. favorite cons are New York, number one. Uh, number two would be Dragon Con, which I really – I don't mm. know if you've ever been to that one. That is a – I have not. If you get a chance, that's a fun – convention three buildings in in the area oh, wow. are completely taken up we were on the fourth level in the building the first three levels were people selling their their wares we were hmm. on level four and we were the comics uh the, the only floor with comics on it and it was <laughs> as big as a regular convention somewhere else and that was just one floor Dang, and it was a and I, you know and there'd be parties all night. You'd hear music playing two, three, four in the morning. It was just an amazing, amazing convention. Got got to get to Dragon Con then. That's uh putting that one on the list. I highly recommend it. And Emerald Con would be right after that because Emerald Con is again. Well, this is one building, but the con- comics were on two floors. There's the third, I think, third or fourth floor, and then the top floor was the indie uh, comics floor. And there was a gaming floor and there was, gosh, there was all kinds of floors in this building. And then some of it was spilling over into the buildings next door. It's like San Diego in that one. I love San Diego, but San Diego has become less of a Comic-Con and more of a Media-Con to me. Yeah, so. yeah. So I've heard. Uh, I'm Denver, uh, Denver Pop Culture Con. I hear that. Favorite. I hear uh, that's a I, good one. Just the vibe. Like, you mm-hmm. know, every con has its you know own kind of uh, – you know, it's a, its own energy, but uh, Denver was just—I uh, had had such a great time. Sales mm. were great, uh, mm. like four great. Uh, made lots of great connections there, so mm. that's that—that uh, that, that was kind of my favorite. And let's see, they—I I think Fan Fusion uh, bought them up just this year, and I think they're coming oh. back. In- 2022 so okay so, i know a lot of people are nervous about that i'm uh, kind of gonna take the wait and see approach because read pop which has been buying a lot of conventions bought yeah i think the one in miami hmm. what's the one in miami i can't remember the name of the top of my head they shoot me because i've been there a couple of times but anyway the one in miami was done differently and oh. then read pop bought it and so i'm right. curious to see what they're going to do with it this thing about conventions now when they come back i'm not sure what kind of animals they're going to be because there's been a lot of yeah. under you know yeah. behind the scenes transition going on so so i have a question you're, sure. you're in a you're in a uh 
sunnier climate than me here in uh, uh, Minnesota. Um, yeah. So do, do you guys do, or have you ever been to a outdoor con like where people like get up, put up the tents and, uh, and just sell their books out of that? Cause I think I, that seems like a good way to go about it to me. Cause like you're outside, uh, COVID, you know, the COVID blows away and, uh, uh, yeah, it's just a little bit better circulation and stuff. Well, the, you have to understand Florida can be windy at times. Uh, uh. And we, they've had like free comic book day. They had mm-hmm. uh, the tents outside of the building of this one place. And the wind blew so badly, everybody was chasing all their product all over the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they kind of swore they were never going to do that again. So I, 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 I'm a little nervous about that for just that reason, especially if it rains and it does rain out of nowhere. Suddenly it'll start to rain and boy, it'll soak all your stuff good. And so you want to, yeah. you don't want to yeah. do that. I think it's better to stay. If you're going to do it, if you're going to have a tent, have like it blocked off with plastic or something so you right. can't the, the the elements can't get to it so that that's our hesitation about that right. it would be lovely uh, if, 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 what's if, a good idea yeah well it's it, it's a it, it it's great until nature gets involved yeah then yeah. trouble so i hate to say that but uh anyway but the good news is if we follow you on the social media that you mentioned we can keep up with uh, places if you get uh some uh, places to go and uh we can keep up and, and run into you i'll have to make sure i bump into you at one of these places if when you sign up to go to your next one here it's open fingers crossed well nathan all i gotta tell you is it's always great fun to talk with you and you make such great product i have to say and impure blood is not the only stuff of yours that i've read there have been other really great books that you have done uh i don't have time to get into it now i don't think but uh, mm-hmm. if you go to your website i bet you can find some of those good things most definitely got a yeah. got a nice store page and everything and you can always uh, peruse the portfolio section uh, highly recommended if you see nathan's name on something i say buy it <laughs> good stuff oh, all right so uh, once again let's make sure we get the so the important information about the kickstarter impure blood volume one to three it's going to uh, well, it is now for sure going to conclude on Wednesday, May 12, just a couple days at 11 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Over 200 backers. It is going to get uh, going to happen because they've already long surpassed their goal, and mm-hmm. hopefully we can get to 20,000 or even 25,000. We can have a line of people so that Nathan yeah. can piggyback us all over. Bring the- bring on the piggyback rides. <laughs> Well, keep it up, Nathan. It's wonderful stuff, and I can't wait to get Volume 3, and then I can't wait for Volume 4. That's It's going to be great. Right on. Thank you, sir. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed, but as a symbol. Get the latest from the comics universe. News. Interviews, previews, and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast so you can keep reading your comics. That's it for this episode. Be back next time. I'll have another great interview with an excellent comics creator. Something I'm sure you won't want to miss. But until then, keep reading your comics.